Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Jim Gellert, Chairman and CEO of Rapid Ratings International, in our five-part exploration of financial risk management of supply chains. Jim, first of all, welcome back. Thanks, Tom. It's good to be back. Jim, today we're going to take up third-party expansion, and we touched upon this in our introductory episode as one of the things that I think bedevils both supply chain specialists and compliance professionals. But I was wondering if we could just start out with what's the definition of third parties out out to the nth tier, and how does adding a layer of additional complexity to risk management make that process more difficult? So, Tom, I really sort of two parts to that. The first is what's the definition of third parties? And then the second is, you know, how many tiers are there uh, that people need to be paying attention to? Third parties as a term, I think, has been evolving and expanding. So historically, people talked about third parties, at least in the compliance sense, usually talking about their customers. And it was very much about know your customer, KYC. Third parties now, I think that definition is broadening, certainly outside of compliance. It's broadening to mean really any company that someone works with. And that can be a supplier, a vendor, it can be a service provider, a customer, a joint venture partner, can be an intercompany affiliate, which uh, is something that certainly the the OCC and the Fed view the banks and their need to do third-party risk. Uh, they include intercompany affiliates as third parties, even though you know, many people would see them as just being another entity inside of a business. So the definition of third parties expanding, which only makes life more complicated for anyone trying to do third-party risk assessments. And then the tiering is just creates an exponential chain. So in supply chain, a tier one supplier is one of the suppliers you're buying directly from. And a tier two is one that your tier one is buying directly from. So your tier one's tier one is your tier two and so forth. So I think for risk managers who are assessing the various risks of their supply chain in particular have to go deeper and deeper And that could mean trying to understand the connection between tiers one, two, three, four, and so on. And there are a lot of risks that people, just practically speaking, can't get around to managing because they can't even identify which companies they're taking risks of. So this is one of the hottest topics, I think, in 2019 uh, for supply chain and risk managers is trying to get their arms around how to handle this particular question. Jim, I'm a big believer in globalization, and I literally see supply chains across the globe as not only a positive on the geopolitical front, but also absolutely business critical for American businesses. How would you suggest a supply chain professional begin to think through some of these issues, or is it really just a hierarchical approach you've just articulated with the tiers? Well, I think there's a responsibility on the supply chain professional and anybody in an organization that's involved in helping with supply chain risk management. And that can come from lots of different areas. But anyone who's involved needs to try to map out and understand who the suppliers are that they're taking exposure of. And again, that's direct and that's indirect in terms of the tiering. Really the best way for anyone to understand the supply chain risk is to have 
really good communication with their tier one suppliers to be able to discuss the risks to both businesses. And that means speaking with a tier one supplier about who their tier ones are that are providing product or service that are coming to that client. And it's really only with that kind of transparency and that kind of communication that a business really can look through the tier one into the sub tiers to understand where they've got risk and where there's concentration risk and so forth. And that communication doesn't happen and that type of dialogue hasn't been created and fostered as part of the relationship, then people are going to fly blind. And obviously that's not a good thing in this economy, as you say, with such internationalization and diversification of supply chains, people really do need to pull out all the stops to try to manage risk. And communication is one of the first places to start. Jim, I've heard you talk about transparency quite a bit, and I've heard understood it to be transparency in your relationship with your tier one. But I guess after hearing you speak there, you would advocate transparency further down the chain as well? I think transparency as a tenet to risk management is really important and it should be applied everywhere it can be. That when I talk about transparency, I definitely start with talking about tier one and the importance of understanding and getting disclosures required for doing proper risk management, financial statements being a key one for us to generate financial health ratings on those companies. But being able to work to look deeper into the supply chain is also really important. uh, And transparency is just a fundamental part of it. But Tom, I think a really important piece for people to understand is that transparency doesn't have to be threatening. And this is where a lot of supply chain risk professionals can go wrong. If they use transparency as a bludgeon as opposed to as an opportunity, then the company they're asking for information from only see risks in disclosing information as opposed to seeing commercial value. And we promote transparency as a means to commercial value. And so at the end of the day, it's about getting disclosure, let's say financial statements, and making sure that the analysis that's done is used to foster the relationship, which can grow from that disclosure, not just be something that is threatening. And that's a real key part that people have to embrace if they're going to be able to look deeper into their supply chains. Jim, if I could turn to what I thought was, I don't want to say one of the most horrific examples, but one of the most potent examples I've heard you talk about in the third-party expansion and really the seeing how far out the risk goes, and that's the Hungjing shipping imbroglio that happened a couple of years ago. I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about that and how companies who did not even understand they had risk with this particular shipping company uh, found out they did, much to their chagrin. Yeah, Tom, great example of sub-tier supply chain risk. For a lot of companies that were buying product They didn't necessarily know that the suppliers they were buying product from were in turn receiving product from overseas on a Hanjin ship. And when Hanjin failed, it was a spectacular failure in the history of global shipping. When the company failed, they quite literally had container ships sitting hundreds of yards offshores uh, or offshore at ports unable to come to shore because they couldn't pay for the space or for the tugs. And that that meant that you could see goods 
but you couldn't get them on the dock to be able to put them into your part to be able to sell or deliver rather to your client. And so a lot of companies took a tremendous amount of business exposure, delayed deliveries, reputational risk because they were on the hook for not selling goods on time to whomever they had obligations to, and then just general revenue disruption. And it was purely because a company they did not know was being used by their tier one supplier had a problem. You can take that situation and you can imagine it in lots of other different industries and electronics and so forth and pharma. And these are the problems that can occur in a supply chain just in your second tier. You don't even have to go down third, fourth, fifth tiers into your supply chain, but just right past your immediate supplier. And this is one of the reasons that understanding who you're exposed to and understanding who you're working with and who they're exposed to is really very important in this economy. Well, Jim, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I've been visiting again today with James Geller. James is the chairman and CEO of Rapid Ratings International. We've been visiting about the expanded third-party risks. I hope you'll join us again for the next episode tomorrow. We're going to look at some of the challenges that Jim and Rapid Ratings are seeing in 2019. Jim, as always, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Me too. Thanks, Tom. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.